Hey you, and welcome back to the Pandola Project. This is your Monday Motivation, Episode 70. Matt and Aaron are going to talk about what their favorite movies taught them about the four pillars of success. And surprise, surprise, Matt's favorite movies are things like Karate Kid and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Obviously the Rocky movies, we've heard him mention those several times before. I would have guessed it was The Notebook or something, but I guess his choices make sense if you know Matt. Erin gives her perspective and what she's learned from her favorites and how she applies them to her life as an athlete, as a mother, and entrepreneur. Let's get it going. Episode 70, What My Favorite Movies Taught Me. All right, guys, Aaron and I are back for another exciting episode with your Monday motivation. This is what the best have in common or what my favorite movies taught me. I took some movies that I really liked and we talked today about how we were able to use some of these lessons in the movies to help us with our real life goals. The first one starts off with the Karate Kid and I like to keep it simple stupid. So the Mr. Miyagi approach there. If you all remember back in the day when the Karate Kid came out, hopefully you can remember that long back. I know I'm getting a little bit on an age, but I think that's still a very relevant movie for all of us. And we started to talk about how much variation there is in past episodes for training and nutrition and just it seems like there's so much that we're trying to learn and know about health and fitness it's it's kind of like trying to drink water from a fire hose so we want to simplify things a little bit more and mr miyagi had a lot of things to teach in a very simple way so wax on wax off that's kind of the idea of keep it simple stupid and i love that karate kid approach to mastering the base what do you think, Aaron? Yeah, variation has a good place, but if you have too much new stimulus, you're going to lose focus and doesn't give you enough time to put the attention that you need for each each task you're trying to accomplish. So I think it has its place, but it needs to be used in, in the right way. Yeah, variations, they, they are good in the sense they keep it fun and exciting and different tasks that we can tend to start to get bored with sometimes do need that variation in there. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just kind of remembering that the best stick with the basics and the best of the best, the most elite, they're masters of the basics. And, and I think there's some just some humbling there, too, where you don't want to think you're better than that. And I explained that to one of my athletes recently who was just kind of not saying that she thought she was better than calisthenics because, of course, these at-home workouts, but just that, yeah, I've already gone through all of that and I benefited from it, but now I need the weights. Well, you know, you can get back to just those basic breathing patterns and really own and master those positions because it's been a while since you've had to do that, since you've done that when you were, say, 12 when you first started learning to do push-ups and pull-ups and squats etc with just your body weight yeah it's for sure to to be able to know that you always have that foundation that you can rely on and if you don't practice that well over like you're saying you know years and years you can start to lose some of that so it's important to go back and understand where you started from 
Yeah, I think just learning to earn our progressions. You know, if, if it comes to something like volume, where we know additional volume sometimes is needed in our programs, more accumulation to be able to continue progress and to get stronger or faster and more adaptable. That's definitely part of that process. But if you're not working on your basic skill sets, for example, then you may be loading dysfunction as you continue to increase volume. And so when we bring it back to those basics and we know that we are working on that neuromuscular skill set type of work as basic as it may seem and doing those drills for sometimes even years, we may feel like it's unnecessary, but it's actually keeping our system from adapting or actually it's keeping our system adapted in the direction we want it to be and efficient in the way we want it to be. So that's that efficiency versus effectiveness sort of mindset. And so just reminding ourselves that getting back to the basics is going to serve us and we should never really get that far away from the basics. I like to start each and every training session with some sort of skill set type of movements and specifically I always get in some butt and gut, for example, because I know that I need strong glutes and a good core connection to run well. What about you? Yeah, and I, I probably am guilty of straying a bit from my, my fundamentals at times because I do tend to get bored and look for that new fun thing to do. But as I've really the past you know couple months gotten back to the the fundamentals and and my foundation, uh, you start to realize like oh yeah I do kind of need to check on on this this core stability because I don't really I haven't really been focusing on this and as you start doing that you realize maybe not right away but throughout the next phase of training like gosh I. I can do this so much more effectively now because I did go back and take the time to kind of rebuild some of those those fundamentals that I was ignoring for a little while. That's right. And when it comes to strength training in particular, when you have a muscle that's tight and it always feels tight or tightens up, sometimes that's a sign your body's trying to show you that you're weaker in that area. And so if you notice too much inflammation or, or you're constantly getting tight or restricted in an area of your body, and for me, that would generally be my left hamstring complex, right? So semimembranosis, tendinosis, you know, those, those areas in particular, uh, the bicep femoris, that whole grouping, um, that's where they come together and they make that origin of the hamstring. And that's exactly where I will feel some aggravation and pain if I haven't stayed on top of my glute bridges, for example, or froggers, things like just simple movements like this, where I'm going to feel a little bit more connected and using my glutes a little bit faster or more efficiently and that timing in my gait is much much better i feel more connected in other words when i just take a few minutes to do those basics first before i head out for my run so that's what i mean by the basics yeah, starting out the your training session workout, 
martial arts class in my case, gymnastics for me, a horseback riding, whatever activity you choose to to partake in, having kind of a, a warm up slash, you know, getting getting your body tuned up for what's coming is always very helpful in that tends to be something very basic and fundamental that you have probably done a hundred times, but it's important to know when and how to place those movements. Absolutely. And another thing that Mr. Miyagi taught in the karate kid was very simple movements like waxing that car, like sanding, like painting those things that it was hard for me to see as a kid where he was going with all that and that the karate kid was going to end up winning this tournament and, and being the hero. And then it all sort of came together at the end of the movie. And my my recollection of that was that I needed to just keep it simple and keep myself away from the distractions. So this is where in this day and age, I think we really have to look at things like technology. For me, it's going to be a little bit more about the GPS, the watch being sort of even a slave in pacing and running to those type of systems. I don't want that kind of interference for much of my training. Occasionally, I am going to use some technology and I think that that can be a really good thing at times but I don't want to be a slave to it either and what about you Erin yeah we were just my friend Jerry uh, we just ran this morning actually and she's the one that we were planning on doing that eight mile trail race that's probably not happening now this summer but she was saying that she's like we know we really actually should still train as if we're going to be doing this race, you know, maybe not in two months, but so you keep on a schedule and you have, you know, a reason to get up and run in the morning. And on that topic was, well, we should probably track our miles and see if we're actually, you know, how much we're actually running. Cause we kind of guess like, Oh, I think this is about a two mile loop. Let's do that a couple times. And so for me, never having used something like that, I could probably use a little more interference in my, in my training, I guess, having that, getting that Garmin out and saying, okay, I'm just going to use it, but I will, I, I don't think I'd ever get over, over the top with it. But I do kind of now at this point, it's like, if I, I need to know, I can even run eight miles in a row, I guess, if I'm going to go and go and race that. So I'll probably actually bring that back in to my, to my training a little bit. I like it. This is where I like to tie in the 80, 20 rule. And, and this rule, it helps in so many different areas, I think in, in life and in, in business and, and, and friends and family and just time management. But 80, 20, in this case, it's going to be a little bit more about how often I am focused on just doing the basic things. I honestly think that 80% of my time training should be basic and even feeling like it's, it's easy and repetitive, but still staying focused on getting better at that repetition. Because once I lose focus on that repetition, it's probably not worth doing it anyway. Well, yeah. And that's a very realistic goal to set for yourself. 80, 20 and it's been a while since we've talked about that. And that kind of started, I think, more on the nutrition side of things when people would say, you know, well, how do you eat and how do you, I mean, do you eat clean like this all the time? Well, no. So bringing the 80-20 rule back into it, but now looking at it from the the training perspective and how fancy and, and the bells and whistles you want to get into, of course, that's fun. And, and I think there is a place for that. But yeah, that's a really good, good analogy here too. 80% of the time, stick with your fundamentals and get stronger and do the things that you really need to do for your body. And the other 20% of the time, you can 
have fun with it and try some new things and switch it up. So yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah. And I think that's my average 80, 20. There are times when I think it's okay to go 90, 10, or even as close to a hundred percent as you can be, but those are going to be for very specific shorter periods of time. So when I'm getting ready for my main championship goal slash race of the year, I may be closer to a hundred percent of focus and intensity and consistency and, you know, no, no, um, I guess I would say off meals or any of those type of things. Cause I just even want to have the confidence in my mind that I did everything that I could. I did everything right to give myself the best opportunity possible. And then I can live with the results. And so that's probably six weeks of my life at most though. And then I go right back to the 80, 20 cause it keeps me from getting burnt out too. Yeah. I think if you tried to stick with a hundred percent or even well, 90, 10, but even that to me is a bit unrealistic. I mean, for, you know, you even think about doing that for a, for a six month period, 90, 10 to me personally is a little too restrictive. So I, I like the 80, 20. I think that's good. Yeah. 80, 20 is a, a good general rule. And then next we're going to be talking about, well, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. You're bringing up all the old ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, when I was a kid, you know, growing up again, I was really into the martial arts as well, even though ironically, I didn't ever have any lessons as a kid, but I, you know, I would just kick things and punch things and, and try to be tough. But um, I loved martial arts movies, especially. And uh, so in that movie, they've got, of course, the lessons that we all learn as kids about, let's say, patience, for example. You know, we're always talking to Mia about being patient because she expects it to happen right now. Well, how long is it going to take for this? Well, Mia, this is going to take a month or two. This is not going to happen today. Do you understand how this works? And incremental progress is no different with our health and fitness. But yet, I think that uh, looking for that magic pill is still just sort of it, it's sort of luring everybody in still with that sort of deception that you can have this today or that this this is all you need to do in the next month or you know 90 day challenge and then you're going to have these type of results and where the the first part of the turtle comes in to me is the rabbit versus the tortoise race and the tortoise just taking its time to get to that finish line i know i'm spreading this analogy thin but that's that's uh, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles weren't exactly a slow tortoise that, you know, took his time. But I understand what you're saying is growing up, you know, they went through their whole. It's funny because Mia just watched this again the other day, which I think brought it back to your mind. But, you know, they, that whole montage in the beginning about how they grew up and all their training and stuff similar to the Karate Kid where it's like, yeah, you had to take your time. And it is. I mean, I, I don't tend to be a very patient person either at times. So I understand it gets frustrating and you want things to happen faster than reality is is allowing but the results of that incremental improvement last and last and last whereas that quick fix you know you're not going to get the same kind of lasting results from that so i think it's worth the it's worth the wait in that sense yeah, it is worth the wait. And I'll tell you, 
when it comes to progress, anything that's worth doing, it takes time to get there. And we all know that, but I think sometimes it's good to remind ourselves of that. But the the thing about the turtles that that did remind me of the movie was you got to have fun too. So as as much as as hard as they were were training and trying to get better and improve, they also had pizza, right? Our pizza night and things like that, right? It was, and of course they had a lot of fun and and they joked around a lot together and they had that kind of culture and camaraderie, which also allowed them to train that much harder and get that much better, so they didn't burn out. So you know that's my lesson there too. Yeah. Fun needs to be in there because, you know, we only get this one life, so you need to enjoy it. I mean, yeah, work hard, but have fun. I I think that's really important, whether you're a child or an adult. It's always, you want to be spending the time that you have in enjoyable ways and not, doesn't always have to be, doesn't always have to suck. That's right. And if you remember, their mentor was a big rat and his name was uh, Splinter. Splinter. Splinter, yeah. And so Splinter and Mr. Miyagi were actually... I say they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? See how we're tying this in? <laughs> it's working, I think. I don't know. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that. My, uh, my mentor was not Splinter, but nowadays it's Bobby McGee. And again, I just pinched myself thinking about how I actually have a business with Bobby McGee at this point, and he's really been a mentor of mine for years in the running world. But growing up, I was always looking for that mentor, somebody I could really look up to. Billy Mills was a huge mentor of mine, even though I didn't know him, I knew his story. And Bill Rogers, great marathoner, who I'd actually met both of those guys in person and thankfully they were as they were really good people and everything I imagined them to be they 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 were and so that was that was really nice to be able to see that but I think it's very important to have a mentor have somebody that you can talk to and learn from and and even if you don't get to talk to them I guess even this day and age when you can watch YouTube videos to get tutorials from maybe somebody who you you look up to somebody well maybe you're listening to us for that reason i don't know maybe we're a mentor i don't know are you a mentor aaron um i think to mia i am <laughs> there you go <laughs> i don't know about anybody else but yeah for mia that's that's good enough for me yeah that's 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 it right it's a, it's the life's greatest passion and and reward right there so the next movie that we're talking about is The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Is that is that Batman? Um, yes. <laughs> I know. Any of Sorry, any of my I, we, we don't we don't watch all the same same movies. No. <laughs> any of my loyal followers, especially athletes have been trained with me for they know that I'm a crazy Batman fan and uh, of course the the real the the real Batman is at the end just still a human who knows how to make the most out of his potential. I get it. It's fiction, but it's one of the few superheroes that I really could connect with and and think, wow, I guess it is possible that you could do something like this or at least get more towards somebody like Batman. But Batman had some of his flaws, too. So we're going to talk about self-awareness with this subject here. And when your confidence rises and, and knowing 
what type of confidence should count and when it can even become arrogance. So what kind of self-awareness do you think you would want to have, let's say for Mia, since you're her mentor? Well, um, I, I always bring up the martial arts, I guess, because it's very dear to my heart and, and I haven't been able to, to practice that in a couple months, but I also think that has some good lessons, but I talked to her about that with, um, you know, when we, she first started martial arts and we have these great videos of her trying to kick and punch things. And, you know, at the time, even though she really didn't know what she was doing, she was so confident, you know, and she just loved it. And I really think that helped her, you know, being four years old and not really, um, caring what people were thinking of her or worried about what she looked like when she was, when she was practicing martial arts, she just went out there and had fun. And lo and behold, you know, she kept doing that day after day after day. And then four years later, I'm like, wow, babe, she actually really can kick and punch things now. And, but she grew with that confidence that, okay, I'm just, you know, that, that innocent childlike confidence, you're, you're not even really aware of it until, you know, now, now I think she's a little more aware of it because she realizes where she started from and the athlete she is today and that she still has so many more years to grow. And we keep reminding her that, that you just need to stick with that confidence and, and let it grow with you and, you know, give it another, give it another five years and you'll really know what we're talking about. Yeah, because I think how you see yourself versus how others see you is an important subject with my athletes I've worked with in the past, the ones that tend to really thrive and become, you know, more successful, they have a self-belief and confidence. They see themselves a little bit more like they are uh, how people see how people see them. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's kind of like when you look at somebody that you know you you admire somebody and you say, "Wow, I wish I could be like that." But then at the same time, you have to realize that they have self doubts too. Well, that reminds me of I'm sure you've done this before, but I just happened to be at the gym one night and you had your runners in here, and on the blackboard in the back, you had them write up some or three things, but not about themselves. They didn't say who it was about, but there was just somebody in that group and they went up and they wrote three things that they thought about another person. And then you went up and read them and you said, okay, so here's the three words, focused, intelligent, great friend. Let's say, I don't know if that was up there, but, and then as a group, you guys talked about like, who do you think this person was talking about? And then you named the person and you could see that person sitting there like, oh, that's what you guys think of me. Like, that's what you see in me. Cause it is hard to see that in yourself. But as if somebody or a group of your peers and friends tell you that you're like, Oh, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool that you think that about me. And maybe now, okay, I, I can see that I can think that about myself now. So I, I thought that was a really great exercise. I was glad I was here to see that. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's actually a perfect uh, example of what I was trying to think of when I was stumbling just now. So you saved me. I appreciate that. When it comes to Superman, by the way, because everybody that is around me on a daily basis knows how much I love Batman and Superman. But when it comes to Superman, he was a very humble hero. 
But let's face it, he was never really at a lot of risk. In other words, he was he was he was such a superhero. He was like the superest superhero, and he, it was almost nothing besides kryptonite they could get him. So was he really that brave? Was he really taking risks the same way as Batman? Right. So I always connected more with Batman. I promise you guys, I'm going somewhere with this because I'm getting that look from Aaron. Like, why do you go off on these things? <laughs> but, he'll he'll tie it in. He'll tie it in. I'll tie it in. Just just hang on. So. You know, he was that humble hero, Superman. But then you had Batman versus Bane, right? And and this is this is in Dark Knight Rises where he Batman gets thrown into this prison that's essentially down this hole in the middle of nowhere, and these guys are just sent there to die, and they can never get out of this hole, right? In this prison deep in the earth, and they there's one way you can climb out. Actually, it's there's no bars in this prison. Actually, it's just a deep cavern, a deep hole, and but there's there's no way to get out because there's no rope or anything, but you can climb up these rocks and just basically jump from one rock to the next to climb your way out. But there's this one section where they did have a piece of rope. I don't know how they got the rope where you could tie it around your waist. So in case you don't make it, because you probably won't, and you you don't grab onto that next rock, you fall, but then the rope catches you and keeps you from your death. So Batman was using that rope and then eventually realized that he was never going to make it out if he held on to or if he kept using the rope so he got rid of the rope he took a chance he believed in himself and he just basically learned to overcome and adapt but essentially to get to the point where he had to risk everything in his belief in what he could do without a net and th- that is the most important lesson probably of all to me. That's something that really spoke to me. I don't like to get into, um, you know, feel bad for me type of scenario or stories, but just growing up and even when I was in Brick City, when I was in high school, and going home, trying to walk down certain streets that were owned by gangs, essentially. And I couldn't even get down that same street to get to the apartment that we lived in, in Brick City. Those were the kind of situations I was coming from without a net. And so when people ask me, well, how did, not that I'm the most successful person in the world, by the way, but just in my world, I'm proud of what I did, but I, but I also know that all of that was what allowed me to have the type of obstacles to get stronger, to overcome and put me in a place where I could be the champion of my own cause. And that's kind of where I'm grateful actually for the situation I was in. And sometimes without a net, I think you can really discover more about yourself. I think that's exactly what happened with me. Yeah. You, if you have a reason to, to move on and make something of yourself versus, okay, well, here's my options. I'm either going to be here for the rest of my life, or I'm going to take a risk and hopefully become something greater. So good thing you took that risk. 
That's right. Yeah. And well, finally, I'll finish with Rocky here, which, of course, Rocky has a lot of the same similar characteristics. Uh, but I, I hear a lot about Rocky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rocky is Rocky is by far. I mean, any anybody who's I think everybody's watched Rocky by now. So we could talk about training montages. I mean, that alone. I just I watched that just a quick clip of it on YouTube or listening to Eye of the Tiger on the way yeah, to the gym. Pumped up oh man ready to <laughs> lift weights and yeah and and that's always been a, a big part of my motivation but motivation is fleeting so i'd like to talk about really it's about the lessons learned in these movies right and in these scenarios so bracing ourselves for what's going to happen in the future what is our goal but also knowing that we're going to have to fail along the way and being ready for that um i one of my few true privileges in life has been to be a mentor and a coach for my athletes and seeing that some of them did have too much of a net. Sometimes they relied too much uh, on what they could fall back to if they, if plan A didn't work out. Don't get me wrong. I think it's, they all should have a plan B, but there's also a way to embrace obstacles along the way to make sure that you are really getting the most you can out of yourself and pushing yourself. And so having that bracing mentality though, I've, I discussed in the last podcast, just stepping into cold water first thing in the morning for the shower and just saying, I'm going to start my day by bracing and being ready to know that this is going to be an obstacle, but I'm not going to see it that way. And life is very much like that to me. Every single time we plan in pencil, every time something goes wrong where we're prepared in pencil for doing uh, A, B, and C in a goal, but something goes wrong along the way and all of a sudden there's no B there's a Z and it becomes A, Z and C right and we have to figure out how to still get to C and if we can see that Z can be a B we can still get to C you see oh my goodness <laughs> that was intense um, yeah I, I have to I still struggle with this a little bit because I am a very planned person I like a structure and, and I always grew up like that thinking okay well if I plan this, this, and this. It's going to happen that way. Everything's great. I don't have to worry about it. Well, then as you get older, you realize that life throws some pretty strange curveballs your way and you're not prepared. So I, I'm still learning that. I've gotten better over the years, but I'm, I'm still learning how to deal with some of those curveballs that get thrown at you and realizing that it's okay to, to, like Matt says, I like that term fail forward. So you don't just feel like what the experience you just had was a complete waste of time or uh, a failure. You know, it's, it's something you can learn from and losing something or someone re makes you realize even more like, okay, I can, I can, as, as crappy as that was and a horrible experience that was, I, I learned from that. And I know that I can use that for, for a positivity going forward. Yeah. Obstacles equal experience. And that's part of what I learned by watching Rocky. Another thing about Sylvester Stallone, he actually wrote the entire script for that movie and or the storyline and then sold it. I won't get into his entire story, but uh, it's worth it's worth looking into. How did this guy make it? Because he's very self-made and his movie was very much like real life 
life for him. And I think that's why I love the movie so much and connected with it so much and still do. As you know, Aaron, I don't read a lot of fiction, right? I'm, I'm always just, I don't read any fiction. Everything I read is nonfiction. Everything for me, if it's based on history or based on learning more to help my athletes with a progression, anything like that, I can really get into it. And when it comes to Rocky, sure, uh, he was actually based off of a real character, but it was very much about Sylvester Stallone's story along the way about how he was going to come from obscurity and make himself into the best of the best or into a success. And it's never too late. And in the movie, he's like way, way older and almost into retirement age as a fighter already and still is yet uh, low, low, low in the ranks and then gets his one shot opportunity, makes the most of it. And then the rest is history. And it just reminds me, I was actually just talking to Matt Balzer from Reno Running Company, one of our sponsors here. And he was, he and I were talking about how much energy and attitude it really it takes to get that rocket ship off of the ground so to speak 80 percent of the fuel just to get past the earth's atmosphere is used up during that time the rest will get you to the moon right so that's where i want to brace myself and use that rocky type of mindset principle that i'm just never going to get up um, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just never going to give up. Rather, I'm going to get up. He got up even though he got knocked down. So, yeah, d- trust me. I watched the movie enough to know that. But going through my paces and going through my life and understanding how many times I have gotten knocked down, but I'm just going to keep getting up. And that's one of the things that I'm always preaching is doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It matters how many times you get up. And if you keep getting up, but you got to tell yourself that I'm going to see this with an open mindset. I'm not going to learn anything about this diversity unless I can change that closed mindset, that negative thinking to an open mindset. And that's when we can learn from our failures. Well, why did I get knocked down? Because I got to brace myself to realize I'm going to be knocked down. But why did I get knocked down? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a tough lesson to learn but with anything the more experience you have then the easier it gets to know like okay this is the process it didn't work out this time so i'm going to give it a go and didn't work out this time okay and each time you fail forward you're you are using a little bit of that experience for the next time so maybe it's not going to be quite as bad the next time maybe yeah something's still not going to work out exactly the way that you had hoped but at least probably not going to be quite as bad. And I, I don't have as much personal experience with that, but Matt opening uh, the brick and mortar business in 2004. I mean, how many times did you, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this over the last, our last 13 years of marriage, you know, cause I came into it, you know, a little towards the beginning, but not at the very beginning. But I even saw some things that I was like, gosh, you just, I would have given up, you know, I would have given up five years ago, but you just kept going and kept going. Now we look back on that. It's like, gosh, I'm so glad that we went through all those experiences because we wouldn't be here today had we not gone through that. Yeah. And part of it there, I didn't have a net really. 
I didn't give myself much of another choice because I really wanted to make this work. And I knew that this is what I wanted my legacy to be, giving up a career in firefighting and then moving over to this and spending what money I did save up to do all this kind of put me in that situation where you got to make it work, especially because I started all this at age 30 with the brick and mortar idea. And uh, that's that's kind of what I mean about just not having a net and just getting rid of that rope and saying, okay, I'm going to leap, I'm going to jump, I'm going to make it. If I don't make it, then sure, I could fall all the way down, but I'm not even going to think about that. I'm just going to think about how I can make this jump work so I can get out of this hole. Yeah, and what's the alternative? I, I think about that a lot of times too, like, well... If I'm not going to work hard and I'm not going to make this happen, well, what's the alternative? Am I going to go back to, to bartending? Not that there's anything wrong with bartending. I'm just saying that's what I did, you know, prior to this career. It's like, okay, so here are my options. Either you're going to A, you're going to put everything into this or B, you're going to go back to what you were doing before. And that's not an option for me. So I guess I'm doing this now and you're going to do it 100%. Yeah, no, well said. And with that, we will conclude this episode, but remind you that we would love to know your thoughts on this episode. Even if you have a chance, write a little bit about what you think on our show. Give us some likes, give us some stars, all that good stuff. Send us an email. Uh, we would love to get your questions. Aaron, what, what, what do you think about getting in more opportunities, more questions, more feedback from from our listeners. Does that help us with future podcasts and the growth of our business? Yeah, we, I mean, between Matt and myself, we obviously have lots of years of experience, but it's just our experience. So getting you guys, anybody out there listening, you don't have, it doesn't have to be fitness related either. I want to, I tell my, my best friends that I'm like, you guys, the podcast isn't just, you're not just going to sit here and listen to training tips for an hour. I promise you it's going to be more than that. So whatever topic that you want to explore, yeah, please send us, a, send us an email, um, pendulaproject at gmail.com, comments, questions, anything. We'd love to get some more, you know, a wider perspective. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll exclude religion and politics, though. Well, we'll just end up fighting about that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pandola Project, episode 70, your Monday motivation. Hopefully, you're inspired. Enjoy your Monday or whenever you're listening to this. It's a podcast. You can listen whenever you want. It could be Thursday. But either way, get in touch. We are Pendola Project on Instagram and Facebook. You can email pendolaproject at gmail.com. And that's also where you can send your voice memos. We want to hear your voice and we want to play it on the show. Hope you're staying safe and healthy out there. Don't forget that the Pendola's training app is free at this time if you're interested in it. It's got great tips and exercises for you. And they'll even write up some programming. Email pendolaproject at gmail.com and let them know you want the app. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.